Hey everyone, my name is Brooke Ferreira. I'm a licensed associate marriage and family therapist. Each week you'll be listening to me or one of my guests talk about what it takes to really live authentically. So this is the Nurture and Be podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nurture and Be podcast. This week I wanted to rebroadcast one of my favorite episodes and one of my favorite things to talk about self worth and self esteem. In this episode, I really break down what these two terms mean and how it's different from self confidence and how to start to cultivate self worth and self esteem. So enjoy this episode, and I have a couple of episodes pending for you in the next few weeks with some awesome guests. All right, happy Tuesday. This week, we are going to be talking about self-esteem and self-worth. Ooh, ah. No, but really, this is one of my favorite topics. Um, It's something that I'm really passionate about and that I often teach to my clients, you know, really understanding what does self-esteem and self-worth really mean? How does it differ from self-confidence? How do I increase my self-esteem? Do I even have low self-esteem? Like answering all of these questions. A good place to start is understanding the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. And I really liked this quote that I found on the good old Google uh, by Meredith, oh, I'm going to mess up this name, Cesarechia. And it says, the terms self-confidence and self-esteem are often conflated. Confidence is a measure of faith in one's own abilities, and esteem is about our sense of self. It involves both thoughts and emotions and influences how we perceive others and interact with the world. And I really like this because exactly what it says, self-confidence is, I feel really good at something, or I feel confident that I can complete this task or do this thing. But self-esteem is more about, I am confident in who I am. I'm confident and trust my sense of the world and my sense of self. Um, I can be confident in my perception of others. There's a bunch of different ways to measure self-esteem and self-worth, but I think first I want to back up a little bit. How do you know if you might have low self-esteem? Oh my goodness. I remember, well, I've heard this a couple of times. One, when I was in my master's program, but also when I was in my therapist's office, she I'll talk about the therapist one. She, we were talking about a story and she was said, maybe we should explore, you know, your self-esteem. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I have great self-esteem. And I think what I really meant is I have some great self-confidence. Or maybe I was just saying that because I was feeling vulnerable in that moment. But then she made me realize maybe that's something I actually need to work on. You know, because self-esteem and having low self-esteem can look like often feeling like other people are taking advantage of you or you feel really resentful because people are constantly asking you to give and give and give but not giving back in return. If you suffer with anxiety or depression, let's talk about patterns. Those are the easiest way to tell where your self-esteem might be. So if there's a pattern of unhealthy relationships or like I said earlier, people people taking advantage of you or you feel um, really disconnected when you're out with friends or talking to your family. Like your your body's there, but maybe your emotions and your mental space isn't there. 
that could be a really good indicator about low self-esteem. Oh, if somebody gives you feedback and you find yourself getting defensive, that would be a good indicator. Um, and maybe the last one would be, it, this list is not exhaustive. It's just a few indicators. But another one might be the inability to set boundaries and maintain boundaries. So those are some indicators that you might have low self-esteem. Um, and I guess it's good to talk about why somebody might have developed low self-esteem. Because I believe, uh, sorry to interrupt the content, but I want to take a quick break for our ad. I love Green Chef so much. If you've never heard of it, it's a meal service and they deliver fresh ingredients, organic ingredients, farm-raised meat right to your door. And so for me, I order this every week and I get about six meals, which will last me throughout the week. It's delicious. It's a great way to kickstart kick eating healthy. And I've also been really aware of the ingredients I'm putting in my body lately. And I can trust that Green Chef has really safe, um, hormone-free, pesticide-free ingredients because everything is certified organic. And it's the only food meal service that is certified organic. So if you want to try Green Chef, you can get a discount off of your first few orders. I will put that link in the show. I believe people aren't born with low self-esteem. It's something that is taught to them as children, indirectly or directly, this can be taught. A good example of this is feeling invalidated or unaccepted as a child. And so I can think about in my own experience, oh, my throat just kind of closed up a little bit because I was like, I am about to talk about my childhood and my parents might listen to this and feel offended. But I think it's something we've already talked about. So I'm just going to say it. So when I was young, um, my dad was a ER, he still is, an ER PA. And so what that means is he sees people who have really bad wounds all the time. Gunshots and stabbings and car accidents and... So for me as a child, when I would fall and skin my knee, that was not seen as a very big deal. And so I think how that translated in my little mind was how I'm feeling right now is not important. Uh, because what it would look like is I might skin my knee and fall and my dad would say something like, you're fine, get back up or brush it off, it's fine. Which is honestly how a lot of our society was raised at that point in time. And that also translated to when I was a teenager. You know, we, me and my dad would butt heads a lot about who was right about something. And if I felt like I was voicing an opinion different from his, it was shut down really quick. It's important to talk about like, yes, these things happened when I was a child. And yes, they happened to a lot of us. And... I love my dad deeply and we have a great relationship. So both like hurt and love can exist in the same relationship. And I think that's something really, really important to point out. Okay, so back to self-esteem. Another way that low self-esteem can develop is if you're, you find yourself, um, this happens a lot with athletes or um, people who perform 
I guess in anything, perform in acting, perform in grades, perform in sports, um, perform in music, all of the things. If you constantly got like a good job for doing X, good job for doing Y, that can, that can create this perform or please mentality within a child. In order to be loved, I need to do really good at baseball. In order to be accepted, I need to get an A on my math test. In order to be praised, I need to, I don't even know what, is making choir a thing? I need to make choir. (laughs) Um, And so you have to remember our brains are not fully developed at a young age. And so the message as a child that we're receiving is in order to be loved, I need to perform instead of as I am, I am loved. And so how's this, how this manifests is that as an adult, we believe that we need to do or earn love, which is not true. And that then, you know, decreases self-esteem because if we look back at self-esteem, that is that um, belief or confidence in who you are, not what you do. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So I have written down, you are taught it is better to be polite than to be honest. And this is very much that be nice, honey, kind of mentality, or share your toys, or um, we don't say that. What you see is that we're indirectly teaching them your needs don't matter. Actually, the person you need to be nice to, their needs matter more than yours. And what for an example of this is like the toy thing. If I'm playing with a toy as a young child, and my my mom says like, be nice, share the toy, and I don't want to share the toy, but I'm being forced to give it to them, that is indirectly telling me whatever you want in this moment doesn't matter. That what matters is the other kid who wants the toy. So if you connect with any of these, you know, let me know. Now what? Like, what do we do with all of that information? So my belief is that if we're able to confidently set boundaries, that is like the number one way to increase self-esteem. So setting boundaries would look like that time actually doesn't work for me, but you could come over at this time instead. Um, Another way to increase your self-esteem is authentically and congruently sharing how somebody makes you feel. That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Okay, let's back up. My master's program, that, that was hard. And I think that was really where I learned to start expressing myself. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm getting hot right now thinking about the intensity of some of those situations. It was the first time I was exposed to being like in a group setting and having interactions that didn't feel good for me and then having to talk about those interactions with everybody watching and with the person that was involved. And I was never taught that. I was never taught how to do that. Um, So that was really scary. But what I saw happen was as I became more honest, my relationships drastically changed. Some of them ended, honestly. Some of them grew deeply connected to and close with. And because I found that 
when we're honest and when we can be authentic and share what the actual experience for us is within the relationship, we build trust. You know, if I tell you that I want you to come over, but I actually don't, that resentment's going to build and it's going to come out in different ways, like irritability or avoiding your text messages or just being frustrated with you instead of just saying like, actually, today is not a good time for me. When I do that, that builds trust between me and you. So then you can then say, okay, if she's saying come over, that means she wants me to come over. And if she says no, then great. And it doesn't work for her. And it's not a slight at you. And, and it's not anything against you. It's just that doesn't work for me or it does. Right. And I think that's a really honest way to have a relationship. I'm continuing myself to work on that within my relationships. But I think that tangent started when we were talking about how are you showing up in your relationships? Are you being honest? Are you able to express how you feel? How you feel? Are you able to hold others accountable? You know, and be accountable yourself to the way that you hurt others. That's a big piece of this too. And remember, hurt and disappointment in relationships are normal. It's just how we handle it that matters. That sounded so cheesy, but it's true. And then, you know, the last way that I'll share today on how to increase your self-esteem is thinking about how do you view yourself? You know, if you make your if you make a mistake, how do you talk to yourself? Are you gentle? Do you give yourself grace? Or does that mean nasty voice come out? You know, it says, I can't believe you did that. You're so stupid. I really want you to pay attention to your thoughts and think about, you know, what am I saying to myself every single day? And most of our thoughts are unconscious, you know? So if you think about that, kind of nuts. Like we are allowing these unconscious thoughts control our every day, right? And our beliefs about ourselves. So what we want to do is bring as much of those unconscious thoughts we can to the forefront so that we can tackle them and recreate them. But I guess a disclaimer is important. Exploring your own sense of self will bring up a lot of memories, feelings, and questions. You know, it's not linear. It's not like this is where you're going and this is how you're going to get there. It's all over the place. It's Have you guys ever seen that meme with like the knot? And it's like, this is how it started and this is where I am. And there's like all these little scribbles in the middle. That's exactly how this this journey is, right? And so there needs to be a lot of grace and compassion that goes into it. And the reward is so great. You know, we get to be more honest with ourselves, more honest with others, when we start to align with our our true sense of self, anxiety and depression slip away. You know, when we're congruent and we can align with our values, it slips away. Not the values, anxiety and depression. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about what I'm saying, um, to incorporate some of these things into your week this week. And to give me any feedback that you might have. So I want to end this episode by sharing a story about myself that was really impactful for my own journey um, with self-esteem. So when I was in grad school, we had this exercise where we had this like box of performance pieces. Yes. So there was a bunch of different stuff in there. And as a group, we were each told to grab one thing. 
So everybody was grabbing their pieces. And then as we were done, we had to talk about the piece we grabbed and why. And so some people are grabbing like drums and tambourines and things that make noise. <laughs> and I grabbed a, a scarf and it was like one of those where you can make a pretty thing in the air. And somebody mentioned to me in that moment, they said, you grabbed the only item in this bucket that could be seen and not heard. Ouch. Yeah. In that moment, I felt really defensive and hurt, but I breathed <laughs> because lashing out in that moment would not have been the best thing. But I really took it as feedback and thought to myself, holy shit, they're right. They're absolutely right. You know, my within my life, I've been told in indirect, indirect ways that my voice is not important or valued. And I guess I want to do a really big middle finger to that because I'm doing a podcast right now that is strictly my voice. Um, but that was a turning point for me. You know, a point where I felt, okay, they're right. I'm going to take that in and be different. You know, because my voice does matter. My voice empowers others. My voice gives love. My voice gives grace and healing. You know, so that was my turning point. What will be yours? <laughs>